Welcome to The Thriving Life, where we help women navigate the world while wearing multiple hats. On this podcast, you'll be equipped with mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you lead your life, thrive, and have it all without sacrifice and burnout. I'm your hostess, Uma Oguta, and I'm here to make having it all less intimidating. So grab a seat, kick your shoes off, and let's talk. Well, hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? Today, I've got a question for you. What type of mother would you be if you trusted yourself enough to be great at it? This is one of my favorite questions to ask my clients who like to poo-poo on themselves for getting work-life balance wrong. And in this episode, I'm going to share why this is such a problem and why work-life balance is a scam. I think it's an unrealistic standard that needs to be burned completely from the book of motherhood. I've been told that that's a little extreme, but I don't care. I think it needs to be burned to the ground because it is one of the quick ways that a lot of us burn ourselves out. A lot of us poo-poo on ourselves. A lot of us work so hard and we don't take the time to realize how much we matter. And that's not okay. So if you feel like you've been doing work-life balance wrong, you're not alone. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why you feel that way and what you can do today to start living your thriving life and just put work-life balance where it belongs in the trash. So let's dive in. So when I was pregnant with my second child, I remember standing over the sink. My husband was working a shift job then and he would be off most nights he won't be home and I remember one night he was home and I was washing dishes and it was like 11 p.m. I had to work at 8 and I remember just thinking in my head and complaining about how unsupportive and how uncaring he was. There were dishes in the sink and here I was washing all by myself and he was sleeping and then I really just could feel myself getting really angry and feeling justified about my anger. I remember this so clearly and I don't know if you're like me like when I get angry or in the past when I would get angry and I would start to like think in my head how I would make the people who made me feel angry pay. I already started thinking of all the ways I could make him pay for not helping me for being uncaring. This is before I found coaching by the way. (laughs) This is before I knew that people do not cause my feelings and that I create my feelings for the most part. So I remember just feeling really angry. And I think at that moment, I just felt a simple question in my heart. Do you believe that you're important? And of course, it took me by surprise because I mean, I I was a mom and I was working. I was making money. I was doing all of these things. Of course, I was important. Why not? But the truth was I wasn't acting like I was important. I just knew it in my head. And that's as far as it went. And I just remember sitting down and thinking about this and how I was working extra hours at work. I was saying yes to people I knew I needed to say no to, even opportunities that were good, but were not right or needed at that time. And the funny thing was, I expected my husband to see all of my labor, all of the work that I was doing and how hard I was working. And I expected him to help me make up for all of the lost time that I had trying to balance motherhood and career and life, even though he never asked me to do any of that. 
And that was the moment I was like, I have to make a decision. If I think I'm important, then I need to make a decision. Is this work-life balance even worth it? This pursuit, is it worth it? Or is my marriage and my heart and how I feel and how I want to live, is that more important? And I'm not saying the two can't exist. I'm just saying that this is the question that led me to the moment where I decided that work-life balance does not exist. Because in that moment, I chose me. And I will tell you that that's the best decision I ever made. Because really, when you think about it, what comes to mind when you think about a scam? I think about one of my favorite shows. I don't know if any of you watch The Blacklist. And although I'm not a fan of Raymond Reddington, I admire him a lot. And he commands respect because I love his ability to work his way into getting what he wants. Sometimes the people who are even helping him or trying to like do this thing that he tells them about and they work so hard, they don't even know what he's planning. And most times he just acts along and makes all these promises and people work so hard only to realize at the end that they got scammed by him. And to me, this is a perfect example of what happens when we're chasing work-life balance. There are all these promises. There are all these things that we think we're going to find out. And then we get there and we realize, oh, this isn't true. It's almost like a slap in the face. And there are three things that I see happen with my clients when it comes to work-life balance and the reason why I think that work-life balance is a scam. And that's what I want to share with you today. And then we can talk about how you can work through it. It's very simple. The first thing is just that work-life balance reinforces this notion that you're not good enough. When you think about handling your life, a lot of you are doing a better job than you think you are. But we've bought into this idea or someone else's ideal of what it means to be a woman who works and is raising a family and is doing all these other things in their life. So we think that in order for us to meet those standards, in order for us to meet those ideals, we need to do more. And for me, I think this is one of the toxic impacts of self-improvement, self-development, whatever you want to call it. Because sometimes we think that we are broken, we need fixing. And in order for us to be fixed, we need to do more, we need to work harder to have this perfect life, right? Because when we're very improved, then we'll be better. And that's not helpful. So we try to emulate what other people tell us. Maybe they have a big audience and that even includes me, right? But we forget that these people are speaking from their own perspectives. So with with every instruction, with every thought that they offer you, your work isn't to think that in order for you to be better, you need to do what they're asking you to do. Your work is to question and examine what they're offering you, examine the thoughts that they're giving to you. And thinking about the context of your family and what you want and the life that you want to create. And piecing together the puzzle to know whether that fits in your context or not. Because at the end of the day, everything is not for you. We all take a piece of what makes sense to us. So for me, when it comes to this notion of not being good enough, when we think that there's an ideal way to be a mom who works outside of the home, who raises a family, and perhaps she has other things that she's doing, when we think there's an ideal way to do it, when there's a right way to do it, we keep chasing after it. And so this thinking about work-life balance and thinking that we're not good enough, it's really important for us to start to explore Where am I thinking that I'm not good enough? That in order for me to be good enough, I need to find a balanced life. How is that helping me? 
And here's a very quick way that you can know. Just start paying attention to the things that you do in your life, especially when it comes to working and your kids. Where are you shaming yourself? Where are you letting guilt come through? That's a good indication that there's some form of work-life balance that you're trying to figure out, that you're trying to achieve. So let's say, for instance, you were done work and then you come home and then you really are just tired and you want space, but then you start to feel guilty because now your children are wanting your attention and you really don't want to be around them. And all of a sudden you start thinking, maybe I need to cut back on my hours. Maybe I'm working too hard. Instead of thinking, you know what? I worked really hard today. I just need space. It doesn't mean that I don't love my kids. It doesn't mean I'm taking away from them. It just means that I need a little bit of space. And then you can talk to your kids. Hey, I need five minutes just to rest and then we'll reconnect. I hope you can see the difference here. So that's the first thing. Work-life balance reinforcing this notion that you're not good enough. Next one. Chasing work-life balance, it takes away your autonomy. Now, personal autonomy is your ability to make an informed, uncoerced decision about things that matter to you and about yourself. Now, the funny thing is that work-life balance, there's this assumption that we're all the same person. There's no regard for culture, your financial ability, or lack thereof. There is no talk about the kinds of support that you have, your health status, your ability. There's none of that considered. And to me, I always think about it like diet culture where someone is like, you have to eat healthy. And I'm like, what does healthy even mean? And people vilify sugar. They vilify cultural foods. I used to get really pissed off when people talked about rice or when people would come for nutritional counseling with me and they'd be like, but my doctor told me I can't have white rice. And I would roll my eyes until I couldn't even roll them again. And I think this is the same thing that happens with work-life balance where we catch on to these things and we assume that we're all the same person. So we get so preoccupied with trying to do the right thing. And again, we end up in that cycle of guilt and shame because we're not getting things right. And it further reinforces this idea of you not being good enough. That's the quickest way to take away our autonomy because you become preoccupied with what other people are thinking about you at home, at work, whether people are judging you for coming late because you have kids or whether your kids will think that you're a bad mom for spending hours at work, right? It's a quick way to burn yourself out because you're constantly in your head, always trying to please everyone else, always trying to make sure that you're on good terms with everyone else. And that's not helpful. Because guess what? Then you can't make decisions. Then you'll always want to hear from other people about what they think, about what you should do, and what kinds of decisions you need to make. Now, the third thing is kind of related to this one, but I really wanted to put it separately because I think this is one of the most powerful skills that any woman can gain in life. And it's that chasing work-life balance takes away your ability to lead your life. I think that leadership is one of the most important skills that any mother can have. It's not just about having leadership skill in the boardroom or at work. I think it's important to have leadership skills for life. A woman who shows up leading in her life is unstoppable. But the thing is that the society has done very well in keeping a lot of us in these constructs to keep us distracted from realizing that there's power when we take on the leading role in our lives. And for me, I believe that work-life balance is a construct. And what do constructs exist to do? to box each and every one of us in a little box, 
wrapped up with rules and wrapped up with norms about what is deemed required for you to remain in that construct. So when you choose to chase work-life balance, it's just reinforcing this idea that you're incapable of using your own beautiful brain to figure out how to navigate your family and work life. Again, it's going back to that. You're not enough. You need to do more. And then you just keep doing what you're expected to do. And sooner or later, you're going to lose the ability to lead in your own life. But when you really want to think about it, what does a leader do? A leader makes decisions. A leader understands the vision for whatever is being created. A leader thinks strategically. A leader knows how to garner support from other people to support the vision. And for me, I think this is so important because as a mom, you have a vision for your home. If you don't have a vision for the life that you want, then that's your next step. You really want to be clear on what's the kind of life that I want to live. Who do I want to be? Because once you understand that vision, then your work is to work towards that. Because life is not always going to be the same in every season. And it is up to you as the leader to notice, to watch for the trends, to pay attention to what might be coming, to start planning and pivoting as needed. That is what you get to do when you're the leader of your life. And that's not going to happen if you're too busy trying to chase balance. Because really, what is balance after all? It's that everything is working out all at the same time. You've got it all under control. And how's that working for you? Now, I'm going to say for me, it didn't work. That's how I ended up with misdiagnosed irritable bowel syndrome. And for half a year, I was just spending time in and out of the doctor's office, on medications, trying to figure out what was wrong. Now, you want to think about all of the hours you spend cleaning up after your kids' toys, organizing your things, running your kids from one activity to the next, meal planning and prepping, trying to fit in social engagements, trying to check on the kids and do all these things and dot on them. And none of these things are bad on their own. But I really want to call to your attention the mindset that's driving them. Because most times we really don't even want to do a lot of these things, but we don't want people to think that we're not handling life well. So then eventually you don't even parent with purpose. You're just doing it because, well, that's what people expect. That's what you're supposed to do. And then you end up creating a mess and feeling terrible about yourself. It doesn't have to be that way. There's a better way. And this is why I'm so passionate about supporting other working moms to thrive and create burnout proof lifestyles. I know how scary it can be to set boundaries. I know how scary it can be to prioritize yourself and let other people have their thoughts about you, especially at work. I know how guilty you can feel to want to find meaning in something other than raising children and changing diapers and organizing play dates and thinking about what they're going to eat and who's picking them up and which friend they're, they're hanging out with. I also know the struggles of always thinking about work while you're with those kids and thinking about your kids while you're at work. I know this. I've lived it. I know you've read the books. I know you've done everything you're supposed to do, but it still hasn't worked. And I know that you feel like you're failing because you haven't cracked this whole work-life balance code yet. But I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. And also, you're not going to find it. <laughs> but one thing I do know is that there's freedom that comes when you know that you are important, when you know that you are more than your job, when you know that you're more than being a mom, when you know that you're more than all of the other roles that you play in life and that your worth is innate as a human. 
I know the freedom that comes from truly aligning your actions to the lifestyle that you desire based on the vision that you have for you, not anybody else, but you first. This is what living a burnout proof life is all about. This is what thriving is all about. Work-life balance is a scam and it's time to wake up. It's time to decide that you're important. It's time to decide that you're done chasing after work-life balance. Separate your worth from your job, from motherhood, from all of the other titles that you hold. Who would you be as a mom if you knew you were going to be good at it? Who would you be as an employee, as a business owner, if you knew you couldn't fail? Who would you be as a partner if you knew that you were always loved because you knew how to love yourself from within, because you didn't need somebody else to validate you? Who would you be? Who would you be if you knew that you were worthy of being you, that your worth is innate? These are the questions that I'm posing to you because once you start exploring these questions, then it's a lot easier for you to let go of this insatiable appetite that we have chasing after balance because it doesn't exist. You can stop chasing balance now and you can start creating a life where you are the leading lady unapologetically. And all you need to do is just take one day at a time and you practice and you rinse and repeat. That's all. All right, my friends, you can start today. Thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. I hope you have an amazing week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. <music>